Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. We are the official Monster Jam podcast. I'm Scott Jordan, and it is my pleasure to welcome you back to the studio for our exciting Season 2 premiere. That's right, I said Season 2. Last year, we came at you with 15 star-studded episodes. We have upgraded in a big way, and we are back for 40 more episodes this season. And I couldn't think of a more thunderous way to kick off Season 2 than by having two of the drivers here that are causing a big stir in Monster Jam. If you remember back on January 5th, Monster Jam debuted its newest truck in the fleet, Thunderorus. And right now on the Great Clips Hotline, we are joined by Clarion, Pennsylvania's finest, Tony Oaks, and from Houston, Texas, the one and only Colt Stevens. Gentlemen, welcome to Inside Monster Jam. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Nicole, I have to uh, salute you because you are the, the first ever two-time guest for Inside Monster Jam. So, uh, you know, you're fitting that you're stuck with me for two years in the broadcast booth. Now two episodes for you here. I just, I, I don't want to get rid of you, man. I'm having a really hard emotional time doing that. So thank you. Hey, it's hard. I like being in front of the camera with you, buddy. You always make me look good, so. <laughs> All right. And Tony, thanks, man. You and I have been chatting uh, quite a bit about getting you on here. I'm glad we got to work it out. But but let's get right to it. Uh, you know, made a lot of noise with this new Thunderorus. It was, uh, you know, the best kept secret for a long time. And, and we'll get to some of those uh, leaks a little bit later. But for, for the longest time, fans were buzzing everywhere about what this new truck could be. And uh, when, when you two found out, that's kind of where I want to start this episode. Tony, we're going to start with you because, you know, you, since its incept- inception, were the driver of Social Fortune black ops and that became your identity as a retired army veteran uh, so talk a little bit about your emotions when you were told that soldier fortune black ops was going to go away and you would be driving thunderorus yeah honestly i was uh pretty stoked uh you know i drove uh, soldier fortune black ops for what uh six years uh and you know uh, change is a good thing sometimes uh i love what uh, black ops stood for and uh, the soldier fortune brand and uh it was an honor, you know, it was an honor representing. And, uh, but now with Thunder Roars, you know, the change, I was so excited, you know, to, to have a, a vibrant, uh, uh, you know, uh, just eye popping new truck. It's just, it's just exciting change. Cool. A little bit of a different scenario for you. You stepped away from from driving during the pandemic. Uh, obviously, we all had to. But when you came back, it was in the broadcast booth with me for two years. And, and you and I talk so much about, you know, you wanting to drive. And, and that's where your heart and soul was. That's you, what you were born to do. So you, I know you, you just kind of waited patiently and, and bid your time and, and dealt with me. But what were your emotions when you got the phone call that said, hey, we want you to drive full time again and you're going to drive this new Thunder Roars truck? Man, Scott, I was absolutely pumped, to be honest with you. You know, I enjoyed being in the studio with you, but I never really thought I would be a person that was in a broadcast booth. You know, I've always thought of myself as a driver being second generation. That's just what I enjoy doing. Uh, They gave me the call to go in the booth booth with you, and I couldn't turn it down. And I'll tell you, it's made me a lot better as a driver or a performer. So I can't say that it was a negative thing. I think it's 100% positive, and I had a great time. I learned so much from you and the whole broadcast team. And I just hope that I can bring that to Thunder Roars, and we can have a good time out there on the road. But getting back in this truck was an absolute dream. I really kind of was thinking it wasn't going to happen again. I was going to have to go my own route or whatever. But it ended up working out. And when I got that phone call, man, I ran around the house twice. I was so excited. Tony, you've done such a great job at, at these Monster Jam events. You're representing the, the armed service. Are you still able to, to, to do that to, to the fullest effect, even though you're driving this gigantic 12,000-pound dinosaur? I do, man. Almost, uh, you know, every time I get the, the chance on the microphone, I'm still going to give a shout-out to our nation's finest out there, brave men and women of our military. I always will. 
you know, the truck, the truck change does not change, does not change the uh, pride that I have for serving and representing our military. But, you know, uh, it was like this win on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, that was the very last thing I did was pay tribute to the military. And man, that crowd just, they just still love it. Doesn't matter what truck I'm driving. Congratulations. You got your first uh, overall event championship in Thunder Roars. Now, now Colt, uh, you know, Obviously, being in the broadcast booth, you became very stylish with your color schemes. How would you say this this vibrant color scheme fits uh, the brand of Colt Stevens? Oh, I absolutely love it. You know, I work on trucks uh, daily when I'm at home, and it's kind of it reminds me of like a Ford Raptor color, and I've always liked that color. So seeing the orange and the gray come together on this on the steel dinosaur is absolutely epic. I love the beadlocks. I think the fans love it. You know, looking good makes you feel good. When you feel good, you're going to drive good, and I think that truck's going to push us to the next limit right there. I, I think it's going to be great. Up next, we are going to talk about all the hype that surrounded the debut, the alleged leaks online and in this studio, and so much more. Come right back with us on more Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I'm Scott Jordan. I'm joined right now on the Great Clips Hotline by Thunder Roars drivers Colt Stevens and Tony Oaks. Now, guys, I know there was a lot of hype with your debuts uh, you know, for your selective events. I know there, there was a lot of uh, extra media that you had to do. So I want to talk to you, Tony. We'll start with you about what that schedule was like for you and how much more focus was put on you from a media standpoint to try to promote this brand-new truck. Hey, you know, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to be straightforward with you. It was such a top secret truck that, uh, uh, honestly, I didn't have much uh, media exposure uh, leading up to the first weekend of uh, uh, the, the Monster Jam season. Uh, we didn't even uh, we didn't even come out and do any media, I believe, until the second until the second weekend, uh, just because of how top secret the truck was. So nobody knew what it was. Uh, and now, uh, you know, now we're doing a lot of media, a lot of uh, uh, early morning news. I uh, just got done with a uh, newspaper interview just not too long ago. So, uh, yeah, it's catching up now. Well, that might be, Tony, because we, we spent, you know, nine nine months building Colt's drive through that tunnel, <laughs> uh, that epic drive through the tunnel where he came out and then flexed his muscles, which was a, a very nice touch. So, Colt, talk a little bit about your weekend and your debut with Thunder Roris uh, as far as all the stuff off the track. Yeah, absolutely. Tony's hit the nail on the head right there. You know, we were trying to keep it so under wraps that uh, we didn't really know what was going to happen because the weather was so bad. If you followed us in uh, San Diego, the weather was absolutely terrible. And so we didn't know if we were going to be able to do what we originally wanted to do. We really were trying to think of other things to do the unveil with. And then we had it covered the whole time. I remember my dad was texting me the whole time because he was the only one that I actually told was my dad that I was driving this new truck. And he kept saying, see me pictures, tell me what it looks like. But to be honest with you, we set my seat up and everything inside the truck under wraps. So I hadn't even seen the truck. So when we did that unveil that day in San Diego, that was the first time I'd actually seen the truck as well. So I was super excited to see it. It was crazy. It was kind of like, man, I was, I was super intrigued. I wanted to see what it looked like, but it was so under wraps and we did such a good job of hiding it up until that point, except for maybe one person that I can think of. But, uh, it was, it was really cool. It was crazy. All the hype around it was great. I really enjoyed well, it. And when you talk about secrecy, I mean, you, when you were both here at the <laughs> summit and, and the entire company was here, you 
had black fire suits and couldn't tell anybody you know what you were driving. I know that had to be hard when you have your good friends here not being able to tell them. But you know there were some leaks out there. There were some uh, very curious fans that went on, I believe, the U.S. trademark office website or, or did some sort of research there and found the name Thunderorus and, and posted it. It kind of went away for a little while where nobody thought about it. And then uh, we, we had an episode here with uh, John Sapinero and Matt Isbell, our, our host, and there was a, a, a couple seconds where a small picture of Colt's face with that Thunderorus truck came up and we took it down. Colt, you text me about that. What, when, when, you, when you saw the, the leaks that came out about this truck online, what were your initial reactions to that? Well, to be honest with you, at first I was excited. I was like, oh, they announced it finally. Oh, I didn't know that was coming, you know, and I was like looking. I went to Monster Jam's website and I was about to repost it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's nothing on here. Oh, man, this is a leak. How did this happen? So then I'm trying to figure out how did this leak? You know, how are these fans, which is crazy, our fans can figure this stuff out. Just like you said, going to the trademark. They want to know all the information as quickly as we can, they can. And we're just trying to hide it. They found it. That's why I called you. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this is real or not. And you're like, no, 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 don't repost it. So luckily, I dodged a bullet there. Unfortunately for you, you got it out there and everybody knew. But <laughs> it, it was great. It was kind of funny. It was. I think it built the hype a little bit more because yeah. the fans didn't know. I, I think at that time, they thought I was going to be in Max D, which is kind of like, you know, through a loop in the uh, chain there. So it was very interesting, that's for sure. Well, and, and in your defense, you know, you've been in about 15 trucks in your career. So, we, you know, we'd have to throw a dart to find out which one you might actually be sitting in. You know, Tony's had his his uh, Soldier Fortune Black Ops for a while. So it, it, it's great seeing you both in, in this truck. I know you said that you had not seen it at all until you arrived there in San Diego. And, Tony, was it the same for you? You hadn't seen it until you went, went into your event as well? Hey, I caught a sneak peek of about uh, half the body that wasn't even painted painted yet but other than that uh no it was the very first time i saw it was uh when we got uh got down to greensville south carolina i went to uh make sure you know the, the seat and the pedals and uh steering wheel and shifter and all that's in the right spot we go in and fine tune the you know our our fitment into these uh trucks even though it was the same chassis i had last year you know we still want to check everything out but that's the first time uh, honestly that's the first time i ever saw it i was blown away man i thought it was so awesome Cole, what about your chassis? Have you been in that before? Was it the Max D chassis you were you were driving before? Or is this new for you? No, it was actually so. To be honest with you, I was driving Max D overseas, and if insider information on the Max D's overseas is that uh, it's a little bit it's in house chassis, so the cage is a little bit shorter and tighter. Uh, and both my seats were over there, and we were actually ended up using my old seat, and we didn't know what bases to use inside the truck. So uh, we put the seats in there. We tried to set up as much as we can, but come to find out, as soon as I did intros and stuff like that, I realized my seat wasn't correct because it was covered, uh, and I actually had ended up having to raise my seat. So we had to learn a chassis pretty quickly, uh, considering you know it's been two years, three years. My seats have been sitting in the corner over there. They you know the bases has been robbed off of them and stuff like that. So it took a little bit to get that dialed in. Um, but once we did, you know, it was great that the, the visibility became a lot better. I was kind of struggling with visibility at first as about an inch too low and that really affected my vision. But, uh, the truck is dialed and I have pops. Uh, we call him pops his bill. His name is Bill Lofthouse. He's a older man. That's my crew chief. He's absolutely amazing. He's got the truck dialed in. He's done everything I've asked him to. He enjoys this truck. He wants it to perform. Uh, so I think it's going to be great. We've talked about all the hype off the track up next. We're going to talk about what happens when that light went green. That's right. We're going to talk about the performance of these two drivers in their debut at Thunder Roars. All of that is coming up next. So stay right where you are and join us for more Inside Monster Jam powered by Lucas Oil.
Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Today we are talking about Thunder Roris with drivers Colt Stevens and Tony Oaks joining us on the Great Clips Hotline. Now, last segment we talked about the hype leading up to it, all the media attention, but as I mentioned, at some point in time, that light has to go green, and it's no more hype. It's about performance on the track. Tony, let's start with you. In your debut weekend at Thunder Roris, you won a couple competitions, so how would you assess your first weekend in your brand-new truck? And, you know, my goal was to come out there, keep the truck together, just really uh, – this is what you want to do the first the first weekend out of the season. Go out, shake the truck down, feel it out, uh, weed out the weak parts in, in the truck, and uh, and just hold it together, come out consistent, uh, get you top two or three. If you can get a win, that's bonus points. But I'm going to tell you, uh, John, my crew chief, he had that thing on point. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a single weak part on that thing. We had a, a whole brand-new powertrain, drive line, brand-new tires, you name it. So we went out, gave it our all, uh, and uh, we got a couple competition wins, donut win, a freestyle win. Uh, we ended up with the uh, event championship yesterday. So, hey, I can't complain. Great start for Thunder Roars. Hopefully we're going to carry that momentum into next weekend, though. And Cole, let's talk about San Diego for you. Uh, everybody knows your history. When everybody knows you can drive, so I, th I think uh, a lot of fans I saw on social media were just so curious to see you back in a truck at a domestic event because you know, couldn't see the international events. So, uh, you know, a, a bit of a slow start for you, I, I think, and, and I think you will admit that. But we started to see on Sunday shades of the Colt Stevens that we know and love. So talk about, you know, maybe a little bit of rust that you might have had or, or just getting some nerves out because it definitely from that Saturday event to the Sunday event, there was a huge difference in your driving style. Well, yeah, like I mentioned before, we went out and we, we figured out that the seat was a little bit too low and I didn't really have good vision. And just like Tony said, you're going out to that first show, brand new IP truck. The body needs to be on the truck. We need to make sure it makes mo both events. We had two shows there in San Diego being a stadium. And so we want to make sure we had the body on for both events. So I had to make the decision. I seen Bari go out and run, and I knew our shark packages were really close to each other. And Bari goes across about third or fourth hit across the pod, lands with truck rebounds, and I'm like, oh, man. This is not good. We're not set up correctly. So I, I radioed to my crew chief and I said, hey, man, we're going to we're going to fill the truck out right now. We're going to see how we can get I'm going to get through this because we need to make a few changes to this truck. And I don't want to go backwards and create more damage now and then have to fix that before we can fix the issues that we were having because we were having some slight slight issues with the truck and the, the way it was working. So we kind of got through that first show. And once we made those changes going into Sunday. Man, it was like a, a light bulb went off. I felt so much better. My, my times got better. My freestyle got better. We threw a backflip. It was time to let her eat. And, you know, as that, that made my confidence so much stronger. And I was ready. You know, I came and I was filling the track. I got the track figured out. The timing on this, on this stadium-style track is, we, I talk about it all the time in the broadcast, it's landmines out there. It's easily, you can get caught up. You jump really big, and all of a sudden on the other side of the track, there's a big wall you got to shut down for real quick. And that was something I was trying to, that first day, figure out. Get my timing right, get the truck right, me and my crew chief in line together, and that worked out great. Once we made those changes, Saturday night going into Sunday, the truck was 100% better. I could see better. It was landing better. I mean, we took two turns out of the shocks we changed sway bars we did a lot of changes going into that but if i were to tore the truck up on saturday night we would have been fixing those problems instead of fixing the problems that i was having for the truck so i'm excited unfortunately going into this next weekend it was so much rain that i didn't get to show those changes that we had made and continue on that but uh 
the changes that we made, I'm excited for. It's a long season. I added up, I think I have 20 more point series. And that's the thing is being consistent. I told the crew chief, if we can get points in every single event, make sure we fill our time and we get points, no zeros. Come the end of the season, we're going to be one of the top guys. I can promise you that. Yeah, and you had a top five finish on Sunday that first weekend, and I think that's more where you are going to end up uh, if you continue doing what you're doing with, with that truck. What is the vision like now that you have everything, and this is for both of you, what is the vision like in that truck once you have the seat dialed in and everything seems to be firing on all cylinders? What does it look like? It's okay. It's, uh, it's, it's okay uh, as long as you're not racing around a turn box because uh, there, there's kind of like this scaly fin across the hood. You can't see above the hood. You can't see that turn box. And then below, you've got the te- you've got the lower jaw there with the teeth. You can't see the turn box below through the Lexan either. So basically off the starting line, that, that's what I'm looking at at the starting line. I got my right eye on the light, my left eye over here on the on the uh, turn box. And I got to make a mental note of exactly where that turn box is and and go off of, uh, off of photo, photographic memory to get around that thing, you know, as tight as I can without touching it. So... You know, that, that's kind of a pain in the butt. But when it comes to freestyle and things like that, oh, you got, you know, you got plenty of vision as long as you don't have to worry about that turning box. I agree 100%. And the thing that you don't think about is these trucks have 26 inches of travel in the front, and we're only sitting about 11 inches of shock shaft showing. So whenever you take off from the starting line, you're growing in the front end by over 10 inches. So whenever that front end comes up, your visibility gets even worse. And that's the things you don't realize. You're sitting there in a the truck, and you're fitting your seat and stuff, and you're looking, and the truck's at ride height. It's only 10 inches off the shock shaft. Well, then as soon as you take off, that thing grows so much and it lifts that front end of that truck up. Well, it makes that vision. There's like these two ridges on top of the hood. And whenever that comes off, it makes your peripheral to your right and to your left extremely hard to see. I haven't went as far as and my crew chief being so awesome as he is. We actually moved some gauges as well that were on my left side so that I could try and look through the Lexan and see those turns. But like Tony said, it's like you just have to know where it is. You have to kind of guess, set up for it, hope you don't hit the turn pole or the turn pod and cost yourself some time. And if you can get close enough, you can lay down a fast time right, world finals obviously is is the end game here for the season colt i think your last world finals appearance was in cletus if i'm not mistaken as a driver and, and tony you've competed in the showdown before but let's talk tony uh, real quick about your 2022 season you were on arena championship series central which arguably was the most competitive se- uh, series in monster jam and went down to the final event you eventually lost the series championship to Kristen anderson and did not get an invite to world finals is that something that you know put a chip on your shoulder or were you able just to brush that off and, and go about your day I just brushed it off, man. Uh, <laughs> I kind of expect it. Uh, there's a lot of great drivers out there, and uh, uh, I knew I had to win that. And we came so close. I don't know if it was, I think it was like 18 points or, or something like that. But, uh, you know, I kind of expect it anymore. Uh, a lot of the guys from the, the stadium uh, series, is, you know, they're, they're so great in the stadium, and they deserve a spot in there. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, we're falling into the same pattern right now. Right behind Grave Digger, uh, Brandon Vincent. We're down by uh, what uh, 14 points, or maybe even less than that. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's pretty darn close. And if it ends up like that again, uh, you know, I'm just all, all I can do is uh, all I can do is uh, hope that they uh, invite me in. But if not, hey, whatever, no skin off my back. Uh, what would it mean to you to go back to World Finals and compete, Colt? Oh, I mean. Uh, uh- the world to me, man. I, I'm super excited to go back. I would love to go back. Uh, I've definitely a stepping stone. I feel like I've uh, been close to being there, you know, many years before when I was driving zombie as well. Doomsday, you know, we were up there at the top, unfortunately for world finals and stuff. I had to get out for Pablo and doomsday, 
Um, but you know, I feel like I, there's a couple of times I've been there and yeah, it's like Tony said, it's no sort off my back. Same time in it's, you know, it's an achievement that I want to get to and, and I can't get to a world championship or a possible world championship if I don't make it. And so my goal at the end of the day is, is to try and get there. And I, I feel like this year, I feel like me and Tony would, I've been watching Tony and what he's doing and, you know, I'm trying to grow off of him as well. What they're doing in those arenas is pretty, pretty awesome. So I think that both of us, could easily be there. And that's my goal. I'm going to be disappointed if I don't make it. I mean, I'm, I was been looking at the points right now and I'm like, all right, what do I got to do? Got to be consistent. I need to get up there. I need to get going. And then hopefully we'll have uh, two Thunder Horses at the world finals there in Nashville. And that'd be, be epic. That'd be a cool moment. I'm rooting for both of you, but coming up, I ask your questions as we rapid fire with Tony Oaks and Colt Stevens. That is up next on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Welcome back to Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. I am joined on the Great Clips Hotline by Tony Oaks and Cole Stevens, drivers of Thunder Roars. Right now, we're going to get some of your fan questions here. Let's start with MJ Highlight Reel 2K18. Cole, he wants to know how often your dad puts you to work at Texas Truck Works. Every day. I mean, he calls me constantly. Uh, we're always thinking about Texas Truck Works. Family-owned business, man. So uh, we're small. We're, I mean, we're bigger than we should be, uh, but we are uh, we're busy. We are wide open between our builds and our normal everyday stuff. So uh, if I'm not working there, I'm sure I'm getting a call. I'm ordering parts on the weekends. I'm helping the uh, techs in the back. So I stay pretty busy there. Monster Truck Undercover Tony wants to know between driving Thunder Roars and Soldier Fortune Black Ops, which truck did you fit the best into? Uh, yeah, my background, history, and everything, of course, uh, fit best into uh, Black Ops. Uh, as far as physically fitting into, uh, yeah, I think I think you meant physically fitting. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 um, they're the same same darn truck. So, uh, uh, same chassis I ran last season. Uh, with Black Ops, so uh, the fit is exactly the same. Other than that, better visibility out of Black Ops. Uh, uh, the kids just love Thunder Roars. You know, I get them roaring at the pit party. So, it, you know, I mean, that's the best I can answer for you, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me, and I'll see you out on the road, hopefully in Nashville. That's all the time we have for episode one of our second season of Inside Monster Jam. You can still download us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can watch the video on the Monster Jam social media channels. And until next time, I will see you right here on Inside Monster Jam, powered by Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil.